0: I have this hope that when I get to heaven someday, I'll be able to sing like Pierre. (laughs) It's my own personal theology. Well, uh, it's Christmas. I've dragged all the junk out of my basement and out of my attic, and I've put up all those weird things around my house that I only bring out at Christmas time, you know, garlands and lights and I mean, it's sort of a normal thing because we do it every year. But when you think about it, it's a little bit strange that we, we kind of pull all this stuff out and throw it up. And then right after New Year's or whenever you take it down, we pull it all back down. But that's how it is with holidays. That's how it is with traditions. These sort of strange things come into our lives that have been uh, kind of fossilized as part of our culture, even though maybe they're from another time, another place. And I was thinking about that, that at Christmas we also bring a bunch of weird words out of the Attic a bunch of words that we don't say any other time of the year, but we start saying them at Christmas in our songs and the different things we do. And they're words that, frankly, I don't even know if we know what they mean. But we just say them, and they're kind of, again, fossilized as part of, of Christmas. And so I just want to think about a few of these words with you. They're sort of interesting. This is the granddaddy of all the weird words, in my opinion. All right? I mean, what what, what is, you know, Yule? It's... It, it sounds kinda of like an organic health food or something, you know, I just, I really don't know what it is. Um but, but it's again, it's one of those weird words. Uh, you think about that, that song, deck the halls, deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa la 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 la. season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. Don, we now are gay apparel. So, I mean, I got that going on. Um, <laughs> but, fa la 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 la. But then, then the last line, toll the ancient yule tide carol i mean i'll give you a 1000 bucks if you can get up right now and you know toll the ancient yule tide carol you can't well and if you can please don't but but you know you, you can't cuz you don't know what that means like how do you do that what does it mean to toll the ancient yule tide carol I, I still don't know even though i'm 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 talking about it right now but uh, i did look up the word yule and i found out what it is it's it's an ancient Sort of northern European pagan winter solstice holiday. It was called Yule, and uh, and then uh, so it's kind of a Scandinavian or maybe old Germanic word. And as Christianity sort of made its way into Europe, and, and a lot of sort of the old customs were Christianized, this is one where they took the the Christ Mass, right, and they brought the Christ Mass and celebrated it in December to kind of you know adopt the the old Yule. And, and so for the most part that happened, although every once in a while little Yule things pop out like boughs of holly, which was, you know, they clip off the holly because it was green in the dead of winter, and it was a way of reminding them that spring was coming. And so it was part of a sort of cycles of life rituals. So some of those things, you know, keep kind of squirting out uh, under, underneath the umbrella of the Christ mass. Of course, we don't know when Jesus was born. The Bible doesn't say it was December. It's just when we happen to celebrate it. The Bible doesn't pinpoint the date like his resurrection we know was during passover so that was in the spring we know when that happened but we don't know when when his birth happened uh but, but anyway that so that's you all, and it's, it's just one of those funny words that, that we say um and then uh, here's another one nativity um maybe that's one you're more familiar with i mean we know what a nativity scene is right but you know i was thinking about them like what does nativity mean i had to go look it up I'm like i don't think i know what that word means i i know what the nativity scene is in my house i have one of those little Sets with the figures that we put it out every year with Jesus and the angel and the donkey and you know the shepherd and all that stuff. Uh, but but what is it? Well, it's it's from an old French word and an old Latin word that means to be born. So so uh, actually we use the word similarly today. If if you were to say I'm a native of Braintree, what does that mean? I'm born in Braintree. That was the place of my nativity. You know, my nativity took place there. And so the nativity is, is the time of Jesus' birth. That's also what this next word means, Noel. Uh, it's another French word that again means birth. So the first Noel, the angels did say, was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay. So in other words, the first birth announcement. But again, a funny word, we sing out at this time of year, but you know, what does it really mean? Now this one, you guys, you probably can get this one. All right. We just did this one. Gloria in excelsis Deo, which is Latin, uh, and probably a little easier perhaps, glory in the highest in excelsis, and then Deo is, is the dative uh, form of God in Latin. So in, the, in uh, Gloria in the highest to God. And uh, it's an interesting word. Now, we don't really speak a lot of Latin today. Maybe some of you do. But this is one of those words we sort of pull out of the closet. Now, in a minute, don't put it up yet, but in a minute, I want to show you just one last kind of funny Christmas word. But this last Christmas word is really important. Because if you understand this last Christmas word, you actually can understand the true meaning of Christmas. You know, and we know, you say, well, I know Christmas, it's about the birth of Jesus. Yeah, 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 that's what, that's the event. But what's the meaning of the event? Why is it significant that Jesus was born? And so this last word is not just like nativity or Noel that says, yes, he was born. This last word takes us deeper into the meaning of his birth and the significance of it. All right. So here's the last word. Throw it up there. All right. There you go. All right. Can you hazard a guess at the language? Hebrew. That's good. Someone said Hebrew. Hebrew. Hebrew is cool, you read it the other way, you read it you know, right to left, it's like driving in England, you go on the other side and you kind of go the other direction. The, those first two funny characters that one on the right, is uh, sort of a guttural sound that we don't make in English, and then that, that weird thing that looks like it kind of has an ear hanging off it, that's a, that's a mem, it may, it's like mm, the, the letter M is what we have in English. And so uh, it doesn't have a vowel with it, but it would be something like eem, eem is how you would say that. And then you see the next one that looks like kind of like a backwards letter C. That's actually the letter N in Hebrew, called a nun. So it's like an N sound. And then that little thing that's kind of like a flag next to it, that's a that's a, a, a vowel. It's called a shurek, and it's a, a long U sound. So it's Eem. And then that word is new. Like you know, like I got a new toy for Christmas or something like that. And then this last word, then there's a dash to show that there's two separate words that are meant to be read together. And then this last word, that is kind of another guttural. And then you see that little squiggly line, that's a, a lamed, that's an L sound. So it's like L. So it's im-nu-el. Emmanuel, Emmanuel. That's, that's the word. And, uh, you know, oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. We say to Christmas. What does that mean? That word is so important because that word summarizes the whole point of this holiday, or at least it has, down through the centuries. And I just want to show you what that word means. But rather than telling you really quickly, I want to show you from the Scriptures. So just take out a pew Bible if you have one in front of you. Turn to page 995, which is Matthew. Uh, sorry, 955, Matthew chapter 1. And let me just show you really uh, briefly here in this passage what this word means. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, page 955, if you're using a pew Bible. So this is the story of Jesus' birth from kind of Joseph's perspective. You read it in Luke and you get one angle. So he sort of tells you some details, and then Matthew fills in the gaps with with another perspective of what Joseph experienced at Christmas. So this is kind of Joseph's angle, and Luke is often commonly thought of as as Mary's uh, sort of retelling of the story. But if you look at Matthew 1.18, it says, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. They were engaged, we'd say today. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So they were engaged. Suddenly he finds out she's pregnant. And in those days, engagement was tantamount to marriage. So you couldn't just break off the engagement by giving someone a ring back. To, get, to become unengaged, you had to actually divorce somebody. That's how serious engagement was. It was basically you were married. it just hadn't followed through yet with the final marriage ceremony and and the honeymoon, so to speak. So here suddenly she's pregnant. They haven't come together yet. And so he's like, well, this is a scandal, but I'm going to take care of this quietly and not embarrass her. But after he had considered this, verse 20, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This is not a scandal. This is a miracle, Joseph. Something's happening here that's never happened before. And and it's happening to you and, and to Mary. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So im is a Hebrew preposition, which means with. And then nu is first person plural pronoun that goes with the, with the preposition. So it's with us. And then el is a Hebrew name for God. Uh, Elohim, el shaddai, el yon, el is God. Uh, and so here it is. He's the with us God. His name is with us God. Or we would say in English translation, God with us. And so that's that's the meaning of Christmas, is that in some unique way, God entered the world in the person of Jesus in a way that's never been done before. You know, the fact that there is a God is uh, is known to most people. Some people try to deny it, but it's, it's pretty obvious. You go outside, you look at the stars, you look at nature, you look into a microscope, you see a cell, you know, a little cell that makes up our bodies is more complex than a galaxy. I mean, it's, it's an amazing machine. And you look at this world and you say, there's so much order here. There, there has to be a Creator. You know, we look in our own hearts and we see that we all have a sense of right and wrong. Human beings are born with a moral awareness. And, and if there's a right and wrong that's in us, then there has to be a lawgiver who plants these things. This sort of cause and effect. And so, so, you know, there, there's a God, but where is He and who is He and how do we know Him? The amazing story of Christmas is that Emmanuel came, that that this that God took on human flesh and and he came among us. He didn't just sort of talk to us from heaven, but he became one of us, which is beyond my understanding. You know, he's like, How could that be? Well it's a miracle, you know. It's a miracle like this universe exists as a miracle. And so the God who did the miracle of making the universe did another miracle of coming into the universe. And He walked among us. And He came here for a specific reason. Why did He come? Why did God come among us? Why is that so important? Was He just on a tour? Was He just here to kind of look around see how things were going? No. He had a mission. And the mission is in the verse before. Look back at verse 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give Him the name Jesus because He will save His people from their sins. So Emmanuel, God with us, God in human flesh, had a mission summarized in His other name, Jesus. Now what does that have to do with saving people from their sins? Well, the name Jesus comes from the Hebrew name Yasha, which means to save. Like Yeshua, Joshua. That's, that's the Hebrew version of Jesus. He came to save us. His name means Savior in Hebrew. The Savior, Yeshua. And so Jesus came to save us from our sins. That's the reason for Him coming. And that's the reason we needed Him in the first place, because we live in a sinful and broken world. Um, that's just that's another one of those realities, one of those facts. We live in a sinful and broken world. This world we live in is beautiful, it's amazing, and yet it's not right. There's something wrong with it. And that's what God came into the world to save us from. Uh, you know, here we are in this, this beautiful place. We've got a white Christmas. I mean, it's amazing. But we recognize that even as we sit here singing these these awesome carols in this kind of unique Christmas Eve moment, that there are bullets flying around the world, that there are people making bombs, that there are people sleeping behind sandbags tonight with, you know, wrapped around a a machine gun to protect themselves. We recognize we live in a world where there is still exploitation and human trafficking and all kinds of corruption and backroom deals and politics as usual. We, we recognize that it's not just out there, but that the sin and brokenness of the world is something we bring with us. You, you know, we come in here and we're all, you know, donned in our, our gay apparel and it's kind of a great moment, fe- festive moment, but it's a broken world. You know, we come from broken homes, broken hearts, broken lives. Uh, a lot of us tomorrow will go Christmas one place, And then we'll go Christmas another place because people don't want to be together. And so because of estrangement in this sinful and broken world, we we have these experiences. Some of us, this is the first Christmas without somebody or the second Christmas without somebody and and it still hurts. And, you know, why, why does God take people out of the world? Well, it's a sinful and broken world and death is a part, a consequence of sin. And if if I'm really honest, if I really take a moment to just like stay still and listen and look and examine my own heart, I realize that it's not just sinful, broken world way out there or right around me, but it's in my own heart. You know, I look and I'm like, wow, I I just have this unshakable selfishness about me that I can't seem to flick off. It just is in me. I I have this this bitterness. I have this self-righteousness. I have this... You know, uh, know it all attitude. I have this, you know, better than you attitude. These things just come out of me. And I say, you know, Lord, it's not just stuff out there in my environment, but it's stuff inside my own soul. And so Jesus came to save us from all of that darkness. that that surrounds us. You you know, even though we don't know what month Jesus came, we don't know what month He was born in. Like, it's kind of cool, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, that we celebrate His birth in December, right around the solstice. I mean, there's something kind of cool about that because it is a time of darkness. And yet, the light comes into the darkness. And so Jesus came to save us, to, to save us in such a way that it wasn't just kind of fixing some problems in the world, but to really come to each of our hearts And change us, not by changing our structures around us, but by changing our hearts from the inside out. And how did he do it? You know, know, what was it that he did? I've got one more slide for you. Actually, it's not this, it's what's behind the slide. So go ahead and make all that go away. Thank you. And uh, just raise up that screen. And it was on the cross, right? The cross is how he saved us. That was what he did. In other words, think about this God came to be with us so closely, God came to be with us so intimately that He actually took from me my arrogance, my sin, all that stuff that separates me. He took it on Himself. And in a sense, on the cross, He, he kind of bore the consequences of everything about me that, that is displeasing to God. That he, in, he, he came so close to me that He even got my stuff on Him. If you think about it that way. And he carried it to the cross to bear the divine consequences. God himself took my sin upon himself so that God's judgment against me might be on God. It, it's just mind-blowing. You know, Who's ever heard of such a thing? It's so amazing. And so we celebrate Christmas because through Christmas we can be reconciled to this God. I mean, that's what we sing about in these carols. See, to be a Christian does not mean being smug, holier-than-thou, self-righteous, know-it-all, look down your nose at other people. I know some people who call themselves Christians can be like that. And I've been like that if I look back at my life at different times. We've all been like that. But that's not what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian is actually kind of the opposite. It's kind of coming to God saying, God, I can't. I can't make myself good enough. I can't make myself spiritual enough. I can't forgive myself enough. I can't fix myself. I can't change myself. And so it's kind, of, it's kind of withdrawing all my confidence in myself from that bank account and investing all of my confidence in Jesus and saying, Jesus, You've got to save me. You've got to forgive me. You've got to change me. And so the message of Christmas is that God drew near to us and saved us so that we could be with Him. God with us and us with God through the work of the cross. So, come. Come. Let us adore Him. If if, if you're a king, if you're a, a powerful, wealthy, successful person, come and bring your gold and incense and frankincense and myrrh. If you're Joe the plumber, like the shepherds, come. Everyone is welcome. To us, a son is born. This is God's great gift to us. And His invitation is just come as you are with all of your doubts, with all of your hang-ups, with all of your sin, and just give it to Him. And say, save me and forgive me. Anybody can come. This is the invitation of Christmas to the whole world to come back to your Creator through Jesus. Can I lead us in a prayer? God, we thank You that You were not so turned off by our sin and by our brokenness that You would just leave us forever. But we are amazed that You came close, that You came with us, that You became one of us, a miracle. And and not only did You become one of us, but You actually bore the consequences of everything that separated us from You, Yourself, on the cross. And You died and You rose again and now You're the King. And so, Lord, we come to You. We come close and just bring You ourselves as we are and pray, Lord Jesus, that You would forgive us and that You would start a new life within us that we might know You and draw close to You. Lord, thank You for Your salvation. We love You, Jesus. Lord, I want to pray here this evening for anybody who has come in tonight with pain, with grief. Uh, Lord, You see right through our, our gay apparel. You see our hearts. Lord, You know who we are. So we just honestly present ourselves to You, Lord. And I pray that You would give hope and encouragement to those who are hurting, that You would answer the questions of those who are seeking and doubting. Lord, that You would show Your forgiving power to those who are repenting. Lord, be with us tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen.